Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you ought to have been there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. When God's done something for you, you can't keep it to yourself. Amen. That's the woman at the well. Amen. She couldn't keep it to herself. When God's done something for you, it's like a fire on a windy day. Amen. I say consume us, O Lord, with your presence. Amen. And your mercy and grace. Let's just go to him in prayer tonight. Father, we just want to say how much we love you. How much we appreciate you, Lord. And thank you for all that you've done, Lord. Lord, I know when John saw his name. When he saw what you had done for him, Lord. That there was a lamb that was worthy. Lord, all of heaven and earth heard him shouting. Lord, it just does something to you when you realize who you are. You realize that you wasn't, you wasn't made to be a slave or made to be a cast down, Lord, an outcast, but you've been made to be a son or daughter of God. And Lord, we just want to thank you for that, Father. We ask, Lord, that you just come and help us tonight, Lord. Speak to hearts. Move, Lord, in a mighty way, we pray. We just sense your presence here among us, Lord. Just ask God to just touch every life, Lord, tonight that you've brought here to this place. Lord, if there be someone that's away from you, Lord, may they find themselves at your feet. Lord, if there be someone that says, you know what, I'm a little cold. A little indifferent, Lord. May they find warmth at the fire of God to warm them back up, Lord, again with the fire and zeal of the Holy Ghost. Lord, would you commit this service in your hands in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to Exodus chapter 2, if you would. Amen. This thought has just been on my heart. I actually spoke it. It'll be somewhat different tonight, but spoke it at the first service there at uh, up in Ohio there with Brother Andrew Spencer. I'd like to speak to you tonight on loose them and let them go. Amen. I ask you to remember me in prayer. I'm flying out tomorrow to go and be in Canada at Brother Kelly Hildebrandt's. Amen. To minister there with Brother Ron Spencer. Uh, Brother Tim, as you know, was to go, and, and I was just planning on carrying his Bible and his briefcase and his luggage or whatever I had to do, but with his surgery and things, and uh, coming up next week, uh, he uh, felt he needed to be at home, so it fell my lot, so remember me in prayer. I'd really appreciate it. We'll fly in tomorrow, get in about 1230 at night, but then preach a couple of times and come home Monday to be here for the surgery on Tuesday for Brother Tim. So we'll be remembering him in prayer as well, that the Lord would just direct the hands of the doctor and, and, uh, and that it'll, it'll accomplish what it's meant to do. Amen. Amen. That he can have relief from these things. Amen. Exodus chapter two, verse 23. And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel side by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up to God by the reason of the bondage 
And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I've surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good land and a large into a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me. And I've also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I'm coming to the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you, and this is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. As we have been on the thought of Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, we can no doubt as we read this scripture see it very clearly of him expressing himself as the same. He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he didn't leave it there. He said, I want you to understand that I am. So I am the God, I am that I am, amen. I, I, even whatever I was to them, I'm also in this situation and in this time. And, you know, and we see that as they were in a difficult time, and it was no doubt very chaotic as their life would unfold every day as slaves in Egypt and, and under the first exodus, and they, they found themselves under very much a hardship and under very much toiling along as they would go. Amen. And it seemed like there had been a promise of a deliverer, but it seemed like it went on and on and on until God had completely forgot about it. But God never forgets his promises. 
We can see here that time does not matter to God at all. Time only matters to man because we're time beings. And we only really have a short time here on this earth. So we expect things to be very quickly and very fast. But God is an eternal being as we know. And so time means nothing to him. Whether it be five minutes, five years, 50 years, 100 years, or 400 years, it means nothing to God. But what means something to God is that his word is fulfilled. And so and so we find as it came down. It seemed to be a dark, the dark, really dark time, and it was a very dark time for the children of Israel. And it seemed like their cries were no, wasn't going to heaven. You know, they would cry out to God, "Why, why are you forsaking us? Why we are children? You know, we we come to this place, and and, and we came to, and, and then there became a, a Pharaoh that didn't know Joseph, and now we're slaves. And what, have you forgot about us? And and their their cries begin to go up, and no doubt they thought their prayers were not being heard. They thought their prayers were was would never be answered but you know I love it how he told Moses in the very beginning as we read in the scriptures he said God heard their groanings he heard their cries the cries came up to God amen and I want you to understand he's still a God that hears he understands even what we're going through in this exodus that we're facing. And, you know, I don't think we should be surprised that if they in that exodus would have a very, it would be a very dark time and a very chaotic time, that in this exodus it'll be also a very dark time and a very chaotic time. But in the middle of it, God's word is going to be fulfilled. It's going to come to pass as he said it would, you know. And it, and it doesn't matter that it's 50 or 60 years past when the prophet of God came upon the earth. Time means nothing to God. It means something to us because we're a time being. But unto God, amen, that means nothing. What means something to God is I'm going to fulfill what I promised I would. But I'm very thankful in this time that we're living in because it is a very difficult time. And it's a very uh, trying time. Seems like every day there's more and more things that are happening and more and more things that are going on. Darkness is increasing every moment and every day. Amen. Every day you get up and there's news of more darkness darkness and news of more darkness and news of more fear and more anxiety and more plagues upon the earth. Amen. It's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse because this world is going into a tribulation. Amen. I didn't say the bride is. I said the world is going into a tribulation. And, but I, I'm thankful in the time that we're living in, we still serve a God that is I am. Not I just I was or I will be, but a God that is I am. And so if he's a God that is I am, he's the same God that heard their cries, hears our cries. The same God that heard their groanings, hears your groanings. He hears your cry. He hears your request. He sees the tears that fall. He sees and hears the questions in your heart. Amen. We're not serving a God that's somewhere off somewhere, you know, you know, and his mind is off of us, but he's very involved in the situation that we're in even now. Amen. Behind the scenes, it's not that, you know, I understand this is Satan's Eden, but Satan is only given the reins by God. He can only do things as God allows him to do it. So he builds governments. He builds kingdoms, and but it's under the rulership of God to bring about an end time. Amen. So we're serving a very personal God, a God who is present even tonight for your need. No matter how little it is, no matter how great it is, that matters not to God, but he is present for your need. He's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. So if you need a healer, he is I am. 
If you need a savior, he is I am. If you need a deliverer tonight, he's I am. If you need a way maker, he's I am. If you need a promise keeper, he is I am. If you need a comforter, he is I am. Hallelujah. If you need a guide, he is I am. If you need a friend, he is I am. So whatever your need is in this present situation that you find yourself in, he is I am. Amen. He knows, amen, exactly what it's like to carry the human burdens that we are carrying. Because he also came in a time, a very dark time of the human race, amen, as he would come upon the earth. It was a very chaotic time. It was a very unnerving time. It was unruly. unruliness and things that was going on. Amen. But he came in that moment and in that time. So he knows exactly what it's like to face the pressures of an age. He knows what it's like to face the pressures, even that you're what you're going on. Amen. He, as brother Donnie would bring it out there at my mom's memorial, he knows what it's like to ask why. Amen. He knows because why, why hast thou forsaken me? He knows the feeling of being forsaken or feeling forsaken. Therefore, he promised you, I will never leave you or forsake you. Oh, hallelujah. So in your middle of your trial, he is still there. No matter how much your feelings may not declare it or your sight may not declare it, that does not matter. He is still there because his promise declares that he is. He's heard your cry. He's seen the devil and what he's been doing against you and coming against you. And he has come down to deliver you. Hallelujah. Now this God is a supernatural God and and when God comes, supernatural things takes place. When the supernatural comes and falls into the midst, amen, that's what we saw there in Moses. It was a supernatural thing that a burning bush would appear and a bush would catch on fire but yet not burn. And it was so supernatural that it caught a backslidden prophet. And he's on the backside of a desert. No doubt his mind was a million miles away. Amen. From the the children of Israel. And he'd put it out of his mind. Been out there for 40 years. And and was having a good life. But all of a sudden the supernatural fell in place. And he said, I'm going to see what that's all about. And a voice begins to speak. And his voice begins to declare God in that present time. Amen. A God for that present situation. It was showing in that moment he's always present tense. He's never in the future or never just in the past. But this God is always present tense. Amen. And a voice spoke and it said, I have come down to deliver my people. And when that voice spoke, Pharaoh lost his power. Amen. Pharaoh may not have realized it at that moment, but a voice spoke and said, I've come down to deliver them. And at that moment, Pharaoh lost his power. Amen. Amen. Pharaoh's day was over. He lost his power and God began to plague his kingdom. He began to plague his God, the gods of Egypt until every god of Egypt, amen, was destroyed. It was a pillar of fire that appeared in that day, amen. As in the first exodus, he appeared in a pillar of fire and again in this exodus, he has once again come in the form of a pillar of fire. It's another supernatural event that has taken place in our day. Oh, hallelujah. And a voice has spoke in our day. 
Amen. I'm not, I'm not just wanting to point to the first exodus. What good is it if it's just the first exodus and he was just a God then? He's still a God today. Amen. And a voice spoke, amen, out of the prophet's mouth in our day. And it wasn't just a man speaking. It was God speaking through a man. And at that moment, Satan lost his power. Hallelujah. Amen. The seals were tore off. The questions and the liens that have been struck off. And now, as Satan lost his power, we can realize we are a free people. Satan has lost his power to hold you any longer. Hallelujah. I'm here to declare to you, depression has lost its power. Anxiety and fear has lost its power. It once could hold a people, but now a voice has spoke in our generation. Hallelujah. Amen. It was his last days. Pharaoh had a last day. He lost his ability to hold people. Amen. Just as the devil in this day has lost his ability to hold people in sin. Oh, praise be to God. Amen. There used to, he used to have that ability to hold somebody in sin because there wasn't a power great enough. But a power came back in this day as it did on the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Ghost can fall in a bed and a man or a woman and, and Satan lose every bit of his power. Where once there was power of cigarettes to hold somebody, amen, the Holy Ghost can come and cleanse it and it loses power. Do I have a witness in the building tonight? You knew when it lost that, that demon of, of a cigarettes, that demon of drinking, one day lost his power. Oh, I love to remind the devil, you've lost your power. Amen. Amen. You are the very proof tonight. You are the very proof tonight that Satan has lost his power. And we know the story as they would go and the ten plagues that fell. And it was actually a plague against every god. The God of the Nile and the God of the flies and, and the God of this and the God of that. All the worship, the gods they worship, the I am showed I have authority over that. Amen. And I want that devil to remember that tonight. The I am still has authority over you. I may not have power over you as a human being, but as a son of God, the I am has power and authority over you. Amen. We saw it expressed. Amen. When demonic expressions would come out of people, it'd be a son of God that would take his God-given rights and say, you devil, you can't hold her no more. You can't hold him no more. And begin to preach the word of God and the prayer of faith. And that demon realized, I'm done. I'm done. I got to get out of here. I've lost my power. Hallelujah. I'm looking at a people tonight that the devil has lost it. He don't have power to hold you no more. He's lost it all. I'm looking at young people that the devil lost power. You ought to have been there when he saved them. You ought to have been there when he turned them around. You ought to have been there when he moved on the scene. 
we can sing hallelujah. No wonder we can sing, as long as I'm alive, I'm going to glorify. You can take your church of Christ's spirit and pack it out of here. There's worshipers that realize the devil lost his power. And I'm going to say, worthy is a lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. So it seemed like, you know what, this is going to be a wonderful thing. We just got released. We're out of here. God says, I got one more thing up my sleeve. I want you to go tell Moses about the battle plan. and the, You know, they didn't have ways or GPS back then, I don't reckon. He said, but I want you to go by this place. And you're going to encamp over here. And you're going to move over here. He said, the reason this is going to be because Pharaoh's going to hear about it. He goes, man, they done lost their mind. They're entangled. They're entangled in the wilderness. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he'll follow after them. And I will be honored on Pharaoh. <laughs> Amen. Maybe that's the reason the body has been walking for about 50 or 60 years. You think God don't have a plan? He's got a plan. May not fit your plan, but it's his plan. And I mean, as far as I know, he's still God. I don't know why we're still here, but amen, maybe it's to entangle the, amen, for the, for the devil to say, what? You know, look at that. That bride don't got as much power as she thought she did. She don't have as much as what she once thought she had. Look at her. She's still walking around. Here's 2021. We ought to go down there. And God's saying, come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. I'm building a trap for you, devil, and you just don't even know it. I'm bringing you to a place. I'm inviting you into a place. Amen. For your destruction. Hallelujah. So he's invited cancer and he's invited COVID. I'm going to get somewhere with that. He's invited every kind of devil into this realm. Not for your destruction. Not for your destruction. It's for his destruction. Hallelujah. Because he knows he don't have power. So he made ready his cancer and he made ready his COVID and whatever other disease and he's riding after them. He made it all ready, his sin and different things, trying to come back after them with his whips and his, and, and, and his things of the past. Did you hear me? The things of the past to try to come hold it over them again. But God had a plan. He said, he, he, he's coming, don't worry about it. In God's mind, he wasn't worried about it. It was the children of Israel started thinking, what, 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 is there no graves in Egypt? You brought us out here to die in? I just like to say this. I'd rather die a free man than die a slave. Amen. If I get down to the end of all of this and I close my eyes and there's nothing to it, I died a free man. Because I've drank all I want to. I've smoked all I want to. I've sinned all I want to. I just don't want to because it's been broke in my life. I'm a free man. (laughs) Amen. And so here they go. But what happened? That pillar of fire moved between them and the Egyptians. Amen. We know the story. Moses began to speak the word of God. He said, fear ye not. 
Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which it shall show you this day. For the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you'll see them no more again, no, no, again, no more forever. And the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Amen. You know, I, 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 I thought that was, was really good when I thought about it being just good old Southern. You know, the Lord shall fight for you, and you'll shut up. But it's more than that. It's time for you to hold your peace. Because you got a peace the world didn't give and the world can't take away. So it doesn't matter if the Egyptians are breathing down your neck, hold your peace. It doesn't matter if the, de- the doctors tell you you ain't got but four more days to live or four more months to live, hold your peace. Because there's a word that speaks about you. Amen. It ain't time to let go of our peace and we go back to our anxieties and our fears. Amen. You know what God did for you. Amen. Amen. Let's hold your peace. Amen. Speak and go forward. There's one objective in this army. Go forward. He's going, we know the stories. I'm going to harden their hearts and they're going to follow after you. The wind blew. Here they go across him. A God that can make a highway out of a red sea. Do you re- we realize what kind of God we're serving? One moment there's a sea there, and you might get cross it on a, on a boat on a good day. And the next moment there's a dry highway, and waters are piled up on each side. And you're walking right through them, looking at all these issues around you. He's still that God. You might be looking at a red sea tonight. Hold your peace. Let the winds of the Holy Ghost go to blowing. It'll open up a way where there's no way. It'll make a sea into a highway. And before you know it, you're walking right through it. Making your way to the other side. And sometimes you won't even realize it until you get to the other side. Look what God did for me. Look how he moved on my situation. Amen. And here they are on the other side. And the Egyptians, Pharaoh thought, it's a good idea. Let's go after them. They did it. We can too. God said, come on. You've been waiting for this moment. You cannot imagine. Give me a moment. God, maybe I'm sure, has some humor. Man, I've been waiting for a long time for this. Maybe there's a little time come to him there for a moment. I've been waiting for this. Come on. Come on. Here they are. They're riding their chariots. They're coming after them. And they're booking down through that Red Sea. And they're looking up through there. Just hold till I get to the other side. And they're running through there. And the last few bit get to the other side. That's all we're waiting on. We're waiting for that last bit to get to the other side. We know the type of that. It's the type of the blood. It's the type of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We got to keep the. We got to keep all these all these demons back that wants to try to take it out of the house of God. Because we got some more that needs to get to the other side. Come on now, we got some more, man. I ain't just talking about young people. I'm talking about old folks too. That need to get to the other side. Amen. You've been you've been trying to drag that bitterness along. You've been trying to drag. It's going to hinder you, and you're going to fall. Amen. Deal with that thing, for it kills you. Boy, it destroys your family. Well, I got you don't understand what happened in my family. And I got all this. I just can't forgive. It'll take you down. Yes, sir. 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 Yes, s
Amen. Amen. But what happens if you hold on to that thing, the next thing you know, those chariots are going to run over you. But there's some more that still got to get to the other side. That's why we're standing there, amen, with our hands lifted up and saying, hey, it's for you too. Amen. The same experience that we got, you can have it too. The same God we know, you can know him too. The same one that freed us can free you too. Come on over. It's good over here. Amen. And when they got over to the other side, he stretched forth his hand again over the sea. And the sea returned to his strength. And when the morning appeared, oh, my, my, my. That puts me in a a thought of a Brother Ron statement, a Brother Ron sermon. Morning's coming. That devil has been after you, and he's been hot on your trail. Tell him morning's coming. It's about to be morning, and you're going to breathe your last breath. You're going to put out your last stretch. You're going to whip that whip one last time. Morning is on its way. And morning appeared. Oh, my. And the Egyptians fled against it, but the Lord overthrew them in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land, and the waters were a wall in them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. What? Dead upon the seashore. He just told him, the Egyptians you see today, you'll see no more forever. It was a little different Egyptian. When they saw him before, they had whips in their hands, had reins in their hands, and they were coming after them, and they were snarling to make, this time they saw him, there ain't no breath in their body. You know what? Miriam realized, there's that one right there. He can't pick that whip up no more. There ain't no strength in him anymore to pick up a whip and whip me one more time. Amen. One of them realized there's that one that took me around the corner and beat me and ravished me. He can't do that not one more time. And some joy came on their hearts. Amen. You should have been there. Amen. You that think there's something against shouting and dancing, you should have been there. When you realize the Egyptians are dead, they don't have no more bread. They don't have no more abilities. They've lost it. Woo! Hallelujah. You should have been there when that little girl realized that fear can't hold me no more. That anxiety can't hold me no more. Amen. That depression can't hold me no more. You should have been there when that sister realized that cancer can't hold me no more. And around and around this church she went, leaning on the arms of her beloved. You should have been there. It was a glorious time. But you're here tonight. You're here tonight. He's I am. He's still the same one who heals, delivers, sets free. They no longer had power. No wonder that people could shout. No wonder they're dancing around. Brother Brandon would look at that woman dancing there in his church. He said, you're going to turn my, my church into a tavern. He said, she's over there beating on that piano. He said, there have been four rows of keys. I think she'd have hit every one of them. 
So the next thing you know, this little girl got something, started beating on a little washboard. Wouldn't work in some churches. That's drums. Beating on the washboard. Hey Amen, that's rock and roll music. That's what Brother Brown thought too. He said, they're turning my church into a tavern. Playing that stuff like that. He said, next thing you know, this little girl got out dancing in the aisle. That really stirred him up. He said, what's wrong with my man? I, I shouldn't have had half time. That's what it was. He said he was teaching on the second coming of Christ and said he was going about four hours. That don't go against, that goes against some of you message believers too, don't it? Church order, brother. Church order. Well, okay. Four hours. He said, I thought I'd have a little halftime. Let them have a little rest. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's time some of you lose that slave mentality. Some of you too slave, too much a slave to a clock. I didn't mean to go there, but we went there. My beans are burning. Let them be a burn. Who cares? They got more beans. There's only one eternal life. Amen. Amen. He said they're turning into a tavern. He started thinking about it. He said, where I dance? He said, there's... He said, you know, where's dancing? Is it in the Bible? He said, there's a lot of things we don't know. Us fundamentalists, I think is what he called himself. You know what he said, though? Something we ought to all take to heart. He said, I wouldn't say nothing about it. He said, because they might be right and I might be wrong. Man, ought to be more like the prophet. Well, try that. Amen. He said, next thing you know, he started thinking about where's dancing ordained in the Bible. He got to thinking about Miriam, seeing no dead taskmasters. And he said, wow, yeah, she danced. She played the tambourine and danced. Got to thinking about David and how he saw the word being restored. And he got so tore up about that, he started dancing. He said, but you know, he said there was one thing about that. He said this, his little wife got tore up about it because she, he was out of order. He said, what did God do? He said, he cursed her seed. She never could bring forth life. So be careful what you say. Might be the Holy Ghost you're mocking. Amen. And so here we go. He said, but the next thing I knew, he said, you know what happened? I got to realizing as I was looking at that, listening to that music and watching that girl dance. He said, my Methodist foot got the patent. He said, next thing I knew, he said, I was out there dancing with her. He said, I'd never done that, nothing that before. He said, but I think I'd done a pretty good job. <laughs> amen. Amen. So we need to realize, amen, that we, 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 we want more than just uh, intellectual knowledge. Amen. That, uh, we want more than intellectual knowledge that Satan has lost his power. We want a reality of it. A revelation of it. Amen. It's one thing to know God. It's Pharaoh lost his power or this lost his power. Amen. Or that one got free. But what about you? When you see him dead, when you see that devil that's tormented you dead, it'll do something to you. It'll put a shout in you. It'll put a dance in you. I said this before, but I'll say it again. Amen. In 2 Timothy, Paul would say, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Last days for who? Where are we living in? We're living in the last days for the devil. We're living in the last days. Pharaoh had a last day. Philistines had a last day. Goliath had a last day. Haman had a last day. 
Whoa, hallelujah. He had such a last day that even this in this hour we're living in, they still write his name on the bottom of the soles of their feet. And they read the book of Esther. And every time Haman's name comes up, they stomp their feet until every mark of that name is gone. Amen. If the devil's not under your feet, he's out of his place. Hallelujah. He belongs under your feet. He belongs under you. Amen. What was meant for your destruction, God is turning around for your good. Satan has lost. Whoa, think about that. Anxiety has come to his last service. Lust has come to his last service. Suicide has come to his last service. Fear has come to his last service. Would it be tonight cancer has come to his last service? It did before. It comes service after service, but there came a last service. Ooh, mercy, Jesus. Let's turn to Acts 12 and verse 5. Mercy, well, had time to go. We got the armor girl. Flip it back the other way. Come to her last day. Last time sweeping the floor. Last time taking out the trash. Last time. Just like they did there as they walked out. One day a slave, the next day free. Do you hear that buckboard coming? I think I hear it. Amen. We've been hearing it. Been preached. Acts 12 and verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in the prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod had, would, have been, would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. But did that matter to God? Oh, I got him this time. I got two right beside him, and I got two at the door. He's done. <laughs> and behold, the angel of the Lord came up to him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise! Up quickly! And his chains fell off of his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And saith unto them, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not if it was true that was done by an angel, but thought he saw a vision. But when he was past the first, and he was past the second, and he came to thy... Uh, he was past justification, and sanctification, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. He came to the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith the angel departed from them. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety. The Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. I love that word right there. From all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Now the devil had a lot of expectations for your life. 
He tried to keep you covered up. He tried to keep you bound with chains and guards all around you. But there was an angel that could get beyond every guard, get beyond every chain, get beyond every gate, every door. Amen. You might have been in the innermost part and seemed like it was so hopeless, but an angel still could get to you. I'm so thankful I couldn't go down far enough that that angel couldn't still get to me. But he picked me up and he smote me on the side and said, Timothy, this ain't your life. This ain't who you are. Let me lead you to where you belong. Hallelujah. And he led me past all the things in my life, all of all my past mistakes, all my past failures, and all the things that try to hold me bound. I begin to realize I'm free. And the devil's expectations didn't come to pass. Woo! Some of you, he expected you to end a drunk. He expected you to end a dopehead. He expected you to end in all kind of misery and strife. But God sent an angel. And he changed the expectations. He even changed your expectations. Maybe Peter's expectations in the morning, I'm going to be stoned or I'm going to die. But Almighty God came on the scene and it changed even his expectations. To where now? He realized I ain't bound no more. He's loosed me and he set me free. And we all also, the story, as we bring this on down of Lazarus, and this is really where we want to draw from. We know the story of he went down into the grave, going through a lot, here passing a lot, and he goes, to, and Jesus is seemingly going another direction. He seemingly, you know, he's, he's heard the request, but he's not answering it. He's heard it, but he's not answering it. Just give him time. He will answer. He will answer. He may not answer the way you expect him to answer, but he will answer. I've realized that even in the last few months. I expected a different answer. But he still answered. You know, when that iPad played and began to speak about the down, down from his glory and, and all that, as I was speaking about, amen, the, the three Hebrew children going into the fire and he came down and that iPad began to play behind me. Amen. The worst sinner in the city in 56. Favorite of all the hymns. Because it expresses his extreme deity, especially in the day that we're living in. When they want to make him just a prophet, but he's more than a prophet, he's God. My expectations was, that was for my mother. She would rise up there, out of there without a smell of smoke on her. She did. She was in a place saying another brain bleed can get her. We saw God heal. We know God heals brain bleeds. He did it. But it wasn't my expectation. That wasn't what I expected. But then I get to realizing afterwards as, as the time would go. And I'd go down to her bedroom there in the or ICU room, ICU room in the hospital. She ain't spoke for 17 hours. Hadn't even said a word. We prayed for her and she didn't even act like we was praying for her. Brother Tim walks into the bathroom. I get down in her face and I begin to talk to her. I just begin to speak about he's come down to deliver. And she starts singing me the song down from his glory. Whole first verse into the course. And through this time I begin to realize that was for me. I was about to walk through fire. But he's with me. I had to go through one of the hardest trials of my life. 
but he's right there with me. Amen. You can take that for yourself tonight because he's still with you too because his word says he is. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So it may seem like he's walking four days away, but he's still right here beside you. Amen. And here he went. Disciple, he tells the you know, disciples he sleeps. And they said, well, my, if he's sleeping, he's doing well. <laughs> Good nap. He said, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Neither, nevertheless, let's go unto him. And so he begins to come and they come and tell Martha he's come. But Mary still sat in the house. Martha came to him and said, Lord, if thou would have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou ask of God, God will give it to you. And he said, thy brother shall rise again. She said, I know in the last days in the resurrection, he said, I am. Here we go again. I am. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Amen. Amen. Believest thou this? She said, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Amen. She was coming to the moment. Okay, he's I am. Thou art the Christ. He's I am. And when she had said so, she went her way and called Mary and said, The master's come and calleth for thee. And as soon as she heard that, she arose and came unto him. And Jesus not yet come to town, but was in that place where Martha met him. And the Jews then which were there in the house comforted her. And when they saw Mary, she rose up hastily. She said, Well, she's going to the grave to weep. Mary came to where Jesus was. She fell down at his feet saying, Lord, if thou had been here, my, mother, my brother had not died. And Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, and he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. He said, where have you laid him? He said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. He, the Jews said, well, my, he must have loved him. Some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind caused even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning himself, coming to the grave. He said, take away the stone. We know, we know what happened as he was standing there. And he would scream with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Brother Branham said if he wouldn't have said Lazarus, it would have been a general resurrection. Because that was the voice of the resurrection. Amen. Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was on a four-day journey. But a voice caught him where he was. And he turned around and he moved back to where the voice was coming from. And the dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose them and let him go. Hallelujah. Listen, he don't want you to just rise up. He wants you to be loosed. You don't have to be bound by those things. Walk away from those grave clothes. He wants his children free. Free to serve him. We can see that in Luke chapter 13 and verse 10. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And was bowed together and could not no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her unto him and said, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. 
And he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. It doesn't matter how long you had it. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. When that voice speaks, it's over with. You may come into the services bowed down. Maybe your whole life has been bent over under the weight. But let that voice of resurrection speak. And say you're loosed. And the ruler, you thought the church had been, oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Got a free one in the house. She's dancing all over the place. She's loosed. They answered with indignation because of Jesus healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days which men ought to work and them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord then answered them and said, thou hypocrite. Oh, he knows who they are. No, every one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to water. Then ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray that that voice will speak tonight and say, you devil, you hypocrite, you've held them too long. That's a daughter of Abraham. That's a son of Abraham. They have a right to be free. So loosed. I want to go through this word for a moment. As we bring this down, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35 is actually, heavens and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. This pass away actually means to be loosed or changed from its present condition. So really, you know, I've always looked at that like heavens and earth will be no more, but we know heaven's going to be renewed. Or the earth is going to be renewed. And we're going to come back out on it and we're going to live upon it. Amen. Because Brother Brandon brings it out like this. He said, he said, but go another one, another one in 2 Peter 3, I'll get to it. He said, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away. It's the same word. And with a great noise and elements shall melt with a fervent heat. And the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Amen. So there's, there's some that's going to be changed and there's some that's going to be burnt up or annihilated. Completely done away with. Oh my. Oh, I, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's read this for a moment. He said, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that the earth, the planet is going to pass away, but the world, the cosmos, the politics, the sinners, the system, the sin, the disease, the germs, everything that's wrong will pass away. Woo! That makes me happy. When I realize one day there'll be no more sin. One day there'll be no more fear. It won't even be a word no more. There'll be no more doubts. There'll be no more mind battles. There'll be no more sickness. It'll pass away. It'll be annihilated. He said, notice here, Peter said, and will melt with a fervent heat and the works therein burnt up. Not the planet, the works. The works of men, all their politicians. 
and their schemes, all their denomination and man-made schemes will go with it when it burns. Heaven will pass away with a great noise. Did you notice that? Heaven will pass away with a great noise. Listen, the whole earth will be on fire and will ignite the gases that are in the earth and the heavens and explode it. Listen, this Bible said here, heavens will, the heavens will pass away the earth with a great noise. Such an explosion will rock it. He said, because it's going to kill every disease. It's going to kill every thistle. It's going to kill every thorn. Everything that's ever been done by the fall, it's going to kill it. The fire's going to burn it up. And remember, it's not altogether just a literal fire. It's also a holy fire. And that holy fire will take away Satan and all his devils. Can I read that to the devil one more time? That holy fire is going to take away Satan and all his devils. Oh, you ought to be there when depression goes in the fire and anxiety goes in the fire and cancer goes in. Oh, we're going to have a little clap and we're going to say, oh, ain't that? No, there's going to be shouting on the hills of glory when you realize that devil will never, ever, 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 ever bother me again. Hallelujah. He bothered me for a short time on earth, but he'll never bother me again because there's a holy fire that's going to take him away and we shall be loose. We shall be loose. It's the same fire of God that fell inside your heart and your soul and burnt all the sin out. Woo, Jesus. All the devils. Let's name them. Holler them out. All the devils. Oh, my, 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 my. Both heaven and earth will pass away, killing all germs. Did you hear that, COVID? All germs. Oh, all the insects. <laughs> Woo, I'll be glad when there ain't no mosquitoes. I'll just be honest with you. At least if they're there, they got their own spot and they ain't bothering me. All natural life on and around it, even the H2O, the water will explode it. Think about it. Talk about a noise. He said, you know, when a man receives the baptism of fire, there's a lot of noise around that. Why? Because sin is being burnt. Devils are running and screaming. Amen. What is it? It's a baptism taking place. The fire of God is going on. Woo! You know, we're getting into the fall season. Don't be seated for I ain't done. I'm sorry. Amen. You get into the fall season. How many like that cool weather this morning? Hallelujah. And you start looking for a fire pit and some wood to sit around, don't you? Hey, man, sit around, because southern people like to be hot. <laughs> we don't like being cold. We like being cold, not cold. Anyway, you get around a fire pit, and what are you looking for? You're looking for some wood that's ready to be burnt. You don't want no green wood that's still got sap in it and life in it and something in it that keeps the fire from going and burning and causing some real red hot coals. You want some fire that's been dried out of itself. Its life is gone. It's everything it ever was is gone. It's just, it's, it's just that wood laying on there and you light that old fire and it gets to crackling. It gets to popping. It gets to spitting and sputtering and the fire gets to jumping and man, you're just having yourself, go get the cocoa. 
S'mores. What? There ain't no Hershey's. Go get it. Why? Because there's something about a fire. <laughs> Listen, when the fire of God comes down and it wants to fall upon something, it ain't looking for some green wood. It ain't looking for something that's got to still its own wants and its own ways and its own desires still and it's still soggy and wet. It's looking for something that's been dried out and said, I don't want no more of my old life. I don't want no more of my pride. I don't want no more of my arrogance. I don't want no more of Timothy Pruitt. I don't want no more of myself. Then that fire will fall. Then it can light up upon that wood and it'll go to jumping and popping and carrying on and every devil in hell. Woo, my, my, my. The devil don't like fire, but he's about to get burned up with it. Amen. He said, this will change the whole surface of the entire earth. She'll burst and blow to pieces. On the outside, the crust and hundreds of feet below, it'll simply be demolished. The atmospheres, the gases that's in the earth now, they're finding their missiles. They can't get through to it. Great spheres up there, way up some kind of fear. All the gases, they say that'll burst. The holy wrath of God will come upon it and it'll cleanse it. It'll change the entire surface. Heavens and earth will pass away. Now this word means passing from one form to another. It does not mean annihilation. As the English word would mean pass away. It's annihilated. But the Hebrew word or the Greek word here does not mean that. It means passing from one form to another. It from one condition to another. It's being loosed from the curse of the fall and being restored back to an Eden again. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's the same word would be used in Titus 3, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. Regeneration is loose. It's bringing, it's changing what it was into something new again. Paul is using the same word. means regeneration of a man. That man has passed from being a sinner to being a saint. Not annihilated, but the man's been changed. He isn't annihilated. He's a changed person. He's been changed from what he was to what he should be. Jesus would use it again in in Matthew 19 and verse 28. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye which follow me in the regeneration. In the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory. Amen. You shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus used the same word. You sit with me in my Father's kingdom, regenerated. You're changed. He used that same word when he said to the, said to the colt, loose the colt and let him go. He said the same thing at the resurrection of Lazarus. Loose him, change him. He's been tied. Let him go. What did it mean? The earth will be loosed from the grip of Satan. It'll be loose from politics. It'll be loose from denominational religious system and be used for the kingdom of God to establish the kingdom of God here on the earth. But as long as in the hands of Satan, politics. As we heard, well, I'm not a Democrat. What are you, a Republican? I'm a conservative. No, I'm a Christian. I'm not from this kingdom gets down to it, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm a heavenly citizen. Right now, Satan is the ruler of this earth. He owns it. 
but Christ has come to redeem it. He said, just like one time I was Satan's property, but not now. How many can say that tonight? One time I was, but not now. One time that little woman was his property, but not now. He's talking about the woman at the well. He came to loose the grip of Satan on that life. He came to loose the sin of Satan on my life, on your life. And now we are no longer Satan's. We are sons of God. He said, that's why you often hear me say in prayer, Satan, take your hands off of God's property. Off of God's property. Have faith to claim your own. That's your right. Take your hands off of her. Take your hands off of him. There ought to be some mamas and daddies enforcing that claim tonight. Say, devil, that's not your property. I dedicated her to God a long time ago. She belongs to Jesus. Take your hands off of them. Not annihilate the person. Just take your hands off. Loose them and let them go. Pass it away. It changes. The earth will change. Politics will change. The religions will change. The denominations will pass away. Politics will pass away. But the kingdom of God shall be established forever. He would also say this in Revelation 1, and I'm bringing this down. 1 in verse 5. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Hmm. This word washed is loosed. He's loosed us from our sins in his own blood. Loosed from sin, bound up in the blood. Oh, I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. I used to be a tangled up soul, but now I'm tangled up for the right things. Amen. He said, isn't that wonderful? Did you catch it? It was his own blood that loosed us completely from our sins. Not our human blood. It was the blood of God. Peter called it the blood of Christ. Paul called it the blood of the Lord, the blood of Jesus. Not three, but one person. There's the revelation again. One God. That omnipotent Jehovah God came down and made himself a body by means of the virgin birth and indwelt it that it might be the blood of God that would free us. Loose us entirely. He don't lose you part way. If you're only part way, it's because you're holding on to something. There was a lot of part way in the first Exodus, and they end up staying in Egypt. Don't be part way. He wants to loose us entirely. He said, he that loveth the world don't love God. You're saying you're loose from sins, and yet you still sin? That's what I call an idiot. How can you be loose from something and still do it? Well, it's okay as long as you don't indulge. You're trying to tell me it don't got you? It's got you. You know, these people that wants to walk away from the message, they claim they're loose. They're more bound than ever. They're so bound by demons, they can't even walk away without scratching back at the door and haunting and screaming and cursing and this, that, and the other. Why? Because they're tormented souls. They're not loosed. They're bound. Mercy. We're going down to this. You can see I got way too much. 
We could go through many of them as he would loose them. The woman with the blood issue, loosed. Blind Bartimaeus, loosed. Woman at the well, loosed. Complete. The woman, the man, I love that story about the man that was born blind. He's born in this condition, and the disciples are even asking, is this man born blind because he sinned, or is mom and dad sinned? He said, no. He said, that the glory of God might be revealed. You're wondering why you're going through something. It's so the glory of God can be revealed in you. You wonder why you're having to go through this difficult trial. It's so that the glory of God can be revealed in you. And we know the story. He's spitting some clay, putting his eyeballs, his eye sockets. And he created the eyeball. To me, that would have told them who that was. Ain't no man can do that. <laughs> he come, he come and, and, and created him eyeballs. He goes, go wash. He went and washed and he came back seeing. And they asked him, who did this? And they called his parents. And they didn't want to get thrown out, so they said, ask him. It happened to him. He said, you mean before the world was ever formed, never has a man been born blind given his sight? And you don't know who that is? Who was blind? They want to say we're blind because we're following a man. And you ask me, let me ask you this. There's never been a ministry like what took place in that man. That wasn't not the ministry of a man. That was the ministry of Christ in a man. Only Christ could do the things that he did. Oh, sure, there's been people lay hands on the sick and they recover. That's part of the, but the discernments of the heart, time after time, that's the sign of the Messiah. Now I want to ask who's blind if you don't know who that is. But God wants to make a loose, do a loosing. Brother Branham, bring it out so powerfully as we finish with this. Satan, you might as well go to squeaking your brakes. Because I charge thee by Jesus Christ that you turn these people loose. Oh, throughout the world, wherever this message may go. How I many is hearing the message? Turn them loose. I claim them. They are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. They don't belong to the devil. They're not their own. They're bought with the price, the royal seed of Abraham. The Lord Jesus Christ has paid their ransom. Thou filthy, dirty, stinking, hypocrite, deceiver of men, leading them blindly into the ditches of hell, turn them loose. Charge ye by the name of the living God, by the sacrifice of his son Jesus, you turn them loose that their souls may be charged with his blessing and with his presence that they might possess. That they might possess. Not just a preacher possess. That they might possess every gate of their enemy. You got them waiting for this or that and the other, some holy touch. But I'm telling you, tonight, you will turn them loose. Hallelujah. I 
say, let the voice of resurrection speak. Oh, Satan, you're defeated being. You have no power. The Son of God has stripped you of everything you ever had. He broke your back at Calvary and he proves he is the resurrection and the life. He's proved to this church, I am the resurrection and the life. I say come forth in the name of Jesus. Walk out of those graves. Oh, I could hear it coming through my heart today. If he walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Oh, if he called Lazarus out of the grave and that voice spoke and up out of that grave he came and he walked out, then I can walk out because I've heard the same voice. I've heard the voice of resurrection. How many's heard it tonight? I say turn them loose, Satan. You powers of hell that has tried to hold people. You have torn apart. You have no power. There's nothing left of you, but the power of God is in the building tonight. I hear those chains falling. Peter, the chains have fell off. They're gone. Walk out. Walk out with the angel. Oh, do you hear that tonight? You might have walked in guarded by every devil, but you got the possibility of getting out and walking out of this building with the angels of God. Woo! You can walk in with devils and walk out with angels. You can walk in with sin and walk out free. Do you hear me tonight? You can walk in sick and walk out healed. That's the power that's in the building tonight. I say turn them loose. Are there any freedom in the house tonight? Is there somebody that says, I'm free? Satan, we're coming at you in the name of Jesus. With the power of Christ, you are defeated. You're only a bluff. And if we accept that bluff, you'll kill us prematurely. But you can't do it because we're coming. And we're challenging you by the word of God and by the vicarious suffering of Jesus. We defeat your bluff tonight. We call your hand. We're coming out after that sheep. Woo! We're coming after that prodigal. We're coming after everything that God has given us. Amen, I'm gonna go back. And I'm gonna take back what the devil stole from me. Do you know that means you might have walked in here all depressed and all sad and you can walk out of here with joy unspeakable and full of glory? Is there any lepers at the gates? Oh my, that has heard a sound. Say, why will we sit here till we die? Let's go to the enemy's camp and let's find us something. He took it all from us. Let's go back and get it. All he needs is a few in his hand. And devils that go to destroying themselves, trying to get away. That's the kind of people you are tonight. Turn them loose in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of this place. Get out of these people, Satan. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them go. Let them go. We're bringing them back to the Father's throne with health and strength in the name of Jesus Christ.
Oh, won't you just lift your hands and praise him for a moment? If you're free, then I praise you. Oh, you ought to been there. When he saved my soul. Oh, mama, I wasn't going to tell it, but I can't keep it quiet. God has done so much for me. Oh, yeah, Brother Timothy, y'all going through a trial, but God's still good. Your mama died. God's still good. He's still here in the house. He's still touching lives. He's still healing the sick. He's still raising the dead. Oh, there come one out of the grave. Is there another one? Said, I'm tired of that devil is haunting me. I'm walking out. I'm walking out of my prison and I'm walking into my freedom. I'm walking out of my jail and I'm walking into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Satan, you've held it long enough. You think it comes and goes and comes and goes. You anxiety or whatever the cause it is. I curse you in the name of Jesus. Loose her and let her go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I was you and you was bound by sin, tonight I would walk out. Say, devil, I ain't living in that thing no more. I'm going on with Jesus. Praise the Lord tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, don't you feel the winds of the Holy Ghost sweeping out fear, sweeping it all out. Hey, I'm declaring to you right now, the Red Sea is coming open. You're walking to the other side of this. It's held you long enough. You don't have to be there no more. Walk on over. Walk on over. Find on the other side, your enemy dead. Find on the other side, that Egyptian has no more power over you. Find on the other side, it's all gone, it's finished. Talk to him, saints. Just talk to him. Loose them and let them go, saints. You've held them young people long enough. You've held that family long enough. Loose them and let them go. Yeah. That's it. Walk out in here with no child and walk out of here and receive the child. Loose her and let her go. 
There's power in the name of Jesus. He's here right now, I'm telling you. I don't think I don't think you gotta be told that. Oh, come on, walk out of that jailhouse. That thing's been holding you long enough. Oh my God, hear the voice of the resurrection. Come forth.
Because you broke every chain. Broke every chain. Broke every chain. Oh, yes, you do, Lord. you broke every chain. You broke every chain. You broke each chain. You broke every chain. Broke every chain. Sing it to him again. I'm no 